The follow-up is simple. Ask a question, listen to the answer, then follow up. I'm your host, Noah Kozlov. Enjoy. The follow-up today is with Matt Hayes. Matt and I have known each other for years. He's the senior national college football writer for Bleacher Report. He's covered college football for 25 years, which is remarkable since he's only 39 years old. And who is the coach that you've been around that you never want to stop talking? Urban Meyer. Oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Considering the events of today. Oh, my goodness. I figured I'd throw that out there just to laugh. Um, I mean, I, you know, I'm going to say this, and you're probably going to believe, really? Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Why? I mean, he is Noah. Because he, number one, he doesn't lie, which – I'm very big on, okay? Number two, he is the best quote of anyone in college football because he tells the truth. He bluntly tells the truth. He explains things. He explains football X's and O's. And he's, he's in a situation right now at Alabama where he's bulletproof. He can say whatever he wants, and he does. And, and I think, to me, every time I talk to him, every time he talks in a public setting at a press conference, he's fantastic. He's absolutely fantastic. He has great stories. He's a funny guy. He's got, he's got a dry sense of humor that I think no one really appreciates. Um, yeah, for me, it's absolutely him, and it's him like far and away him. Did you have a most memorable sit-down with him one-on-one? Uh, actually, last, last November, I sat down with him. Interesting. I wrote, I wrote a long profile about this on Bleach Report. Uh-huh. I spoke with him about his relationship with his dad, and he was uh, – just a, a, a really interesting and revealing interview, you know, where at one point, no, he was, you know, there was tears in his eyes. He at one point, you know, put his hand over his eyebrow to kind of like cover, cover his face. Cause he was getting emotional. I mean, his dad meant so much to him. And, you know, when I traveled to West Virginia and spoke to people there, talked to them about their relationship and it was just, it's just a really unique and, um, you know, just a revealing story about him and what drives him and what motivates him. And, you know, and the reality is, Noah, he was, you know, you can say what you want about this guy. He was 23 years old when he lost his dad. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and that has, like, impacted his life, I mean, significantly over the years. What doesn't he lie about that others do lie about? I, I it's, you know, I say lie, and I think a lot of it, Noah, is redirecting. Okay. Like, you'll ask a question, and you won't get the, you won't get the answer that, the coach knows you know, right? But they say something else anyway. And, and, I, and Nick is just, he's just blunt, obvious. He doesn't care. Because, I, and I, to be honest with you, I think if he was, you know, was, hadn't won five national championships at Alabama, he'd still be the same way. He'd still be the same way. Because I think that's just personality. He's going to tell you how it is. He's going to tell you how he thinks. And if you don't like it, then don't deal with him. Don't talk to him. And, and I, I'm okay with that. I like that. I would much rather be talking to a guy dealing with a coach who is like that than someone who directs things and someone who tries to shade things a different way. And I, I think a, a great, a great quote I got from Nick when, when I was doing a piece on Lane Kiffin a couple of years ago, well, this was last year too, last September, I think it was last, last August when Nick said, I told Lane, I can handle, I can handle good news. I can handle bad news. I can't handle the unknown. And that kind of, it, it, it kind of shows who he is, you know? Yeah, and a lot of colleges these days can't handle the unknown because they're always right. 
they're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. They're always waiting for something right, to go like, wrong. Like Ohio State today with this crazy report from crazy detailed and damning report from Brett McMurphy. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. I mean, it's it's he doesn't want to put himself in a situation where he's trying to defend something that he doesn't know about. So so if you have bad news for him, tell him. He can deal with it easier. You know what I mean? If you have good news, tell him. He can deal with it easier. Is it dangerous that he's bulletproof? Uh, you know, I, you know, there are people that will say coaches have too much power, and I think in some in some instances, of course, it's dangerous when, when coaches have too much power. And I'm going to go back to Urban Meyer again. And and this isn't just the first instance with Urban Meyer at Ohio State. Ohio State, you know, he did the same thing at Florida. He wrecked Florida's program too, with with his with, with what he did and how he ran that program and 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 what he let go. So this is like there's a history behind this. So I don't think we should really be surprised about what's going on there either. And for Saban, then, you think that he would be like this even if he didn't have the five national titles, that he was like this? I mean, I don't, I don't really yes. know what he was like at LSU. He, he, was, he was the same way? Same way. Same way at Michigan State. And, no, I'm telling you, I, I, I say this out of the knowledge of speaking to guys he grew up with in West Virginia, speaking to his friends, speaking to other coaches who know him. He, he is just who he is. You're getting who he is. And, and to me, that's refreshing. That's refreshing. When you're dealing with someone that you, you know who they are and you're getting, this is it. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. Like, I love people like that. Even my friends that are like that. Like, I know those guys I can trust. And it's the old, you know, it's the old adage. You get in a foxhole, you got to know who you can trust. Right. You know, whether you like him or not, you can trust him. And I think that's a big deal. What percentage of coaches that in America do you think are like that? Well, <laughs> that's a tough question, man. Um, I, I think there's more than people believe. I think, I think the, the idea now out there now is all these coaches are dirty and they all cheat and they all lie. I think it's a much greater percentage than a lot of people think. Um, I think a lot of these guys don't get enough credit for, for, for the way they do things and the way they handle things. But I, I would say, I don't, know if it's, I don't know if it's half Noah, but it's a, it's a strong, you know, in the 40s. That'd be my prediction. You ever called out a coach like you're sitting one on one and and he's giving you some line and you say, "Come on, you know that's bullshit." I have, long time ago, long, long time. It's a great story too. You want to hear it? Please. <laughs> so my first year, I was in Jacksonville, Florida, covering covering the Gators for the Florida Times Union. Okay, my first year on the beat, I was ninety five, I think. So Florida comes out and they beat. Uh, Southwest Louisiana, they like just beat them like 58 to 28. Okay. And by the way, on that team, that Southwest Louisiana team was Jake DeLoma quarterback and Brandon Stokely, a wide receiver. Oh, wow. Those two guys had a pretty good, pretty good NFL careers. So, so the next, after the game, Spurrier was so upset about at his defense, which because they dropped multiple interceptions. And he, his quote was, I guess our best pass defense is the old drop ball. Okay. So, because they got torched. I mean, DeLome and Stokely, I think they had like 350 yards. He was upset, right? So I wrote in my game story that he criticized his defense. So we go to practice the next Monday. We're sitting there, and this is back when we had access. You can go on the field. You can watch practice. And at the end of practice, he comes over and he talks to you, okay? And it's big media scrum. And, again, I'm the new guy. And real quick, let me, let me state this. When I first got the job, his wife talked to me and said, look, Steve likes to get under your skin. You've got to give it back to him. So I said, all right. And I've always remembered that. So, so Monday rolls around. He walks off the practice field. 
everybody's around. It's like 25 people, okay? And Spurrier looks at me and says, I didn't like what you wrote. When did I, when did I ever criticize my defense? You know, I mean, everybody in this group, Noah, it's like one of those movies. Woo, everybody's looking at me, okay? <laughs> all, all eyes on the new guy. So I fire right back at him. That wasn't you who said your best pass defense is the old drop ball? And he looked at me with this little smirk and goes, all right, what do you guys got? He went to the next thing. And Noah, from that point on, no problems. I have a great relationship from that point on. Could that happen now? No, because I don't think it's – I don't think it's different now because I think there's a, there's a lot less trust from the coaches because of the immediacy of social media and because of the, the desire to get it first and it doesn't matter if it's not right. I mean, our business has changed a lot. You know? it's, there's a lot of guys out there that write stuff that isn't true. A lot of guys write stuff to get it first when they haven't re- reported it completely and there are, there are factual errors in it or there are things they, they leave out. And I think that, that has made a lot of coaches gunshot. The last thing on Saban, does it take a special type of player to play for Saban? Or if you're one of the best players in the country, you can play for Nick Saban? You know, it's interesting. You know, I, I've always felt that a majority of these guys, especially the elite five-star guys, they want discipline. They want direction. You know what I mean? They want someone to say, you'll be here now and you'll be this later. If you do this, I will put you in the NFL. I think they want that. I think that's why, why he's so successful. Clearly, he's a hell of a coach. Clearly, he knows what he's doing. Clearly, he knows how to hire assistant coaches that can put his players in the best position. He knows all that. But I think his idea of running an organization of everyone from the guy who cleans the jock straps to the president of the university, everybody's on the same page. Uh, you know, I, it's successful. That's why he wins. Matt, good talking to you. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Noah. Follow Matt on Twitter at MattHayesCFB. Read his columns on BleacherReport.com. If you're looking for someone open and honest, not afraid to hold anything back, it's Matt. Just like he said he never wants Nick Saban to stop talking, I never want Matt to either. Just let one story flow into the next. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. This is episode 78. Spend 30 seconds to rate and review it there also. And if you're not an iTunes person, download the Vocal app. That's V-O-K-A-L. If you have an answer to the lead question I asked, Matt, who's that person that you never want to stop talking? And it doesn't have to be a coach either. Let us know on Twitter or Facebook at Noah Kozlov, C-O-S-L-O-V. Thanks for taking the time to join us on The Follow-Up. The Follow-Up is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit VocalNow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com.